This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I will confess, I hate meetings. I feel okay saying this because my boss actually knows this about me. Rare is the meeting, in my feeling anyway, that couldn't have been accomplished with just five minutes or an email. And yet we're always sitting there and they go on and on and on. It's even worse for me anyway when it's on Zoom. And as it turns out, I'm not alone in that. Neuroscience research shows that Zoom and online meetings are not great for our brains. We're going to find out why that is. Dr. Joy Hirsch is with us now, a Yale University neuroscientist. Dr. Hirsch, thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. My pleasure. This seems like an excellent excuse to not go to the next Zoom meeting, doesn't it? Well, I'm not sure that that's, that's quite what the data say. The data say that, it, that your brain processes face information particularly different when you are on Zoom than in real, than in real life, than in real person. Now, this is kind of a result that probably your grandmother could have told you. It sort of makes sense. We know that Zoom feels different than the in-person um, uh, situation, but... Um, we didn't understand how different it was and how different the mechanisms in, in your brain operate when you're doing your interaction by Zoom as opposed to real life in person. Is it the quality of the interaction that suffers? Is it our understanding of like the other person and what they're saying? What is it? Well, what, is, what, the, what the data are, um, and it, it, this is sidebar here, but it's always it's always easier to ask the question than it is to answer it. And so, like so many times in science, the work that we do doesn't quite answer the question that we have. But so this is close, but it's not not totally on target. We just looked at face processing um, rather than language. So um, in terms of faces, the brain is very designed to uh, process faces and to read expressions and to understand what another person is communicating through a facial expression. And what we found was that the brain processes the face differently. That is the neural circuitry that underlies, under, that underlies um, uh, the reception of information about a face is simply different. And so we can infer from that that yes, it is different in terms of the brain. Okay, so then can we improve those interactions? Are there things that we need to do? Because it feels like some of these online meetings are here to stay, unfortunately. They, they are indeed. And I think that that is absolutely the right, um, the right way to look at this. The, the um, Zoom is with us. It's going to be with us for a very long time. It'll probably be developed in many ways that, um, and advanced in many ways that it's not, not yet developed. Um, one of the uh, things that is different is the eye-to-eye contact. And what we know from neuroscience is that eye-to-eye contact is extremely important in social interactions. And how we connect with each other depends an awful lot on how we, we exchange glances or how we look at each other. 
and on Zoom, that is very different because the cameras are looking down and we don't actually have eye-to-eye contact. So I think one of the ways that, that communication can be improved is that the technology might be advanced so that there is um, true eye-to-eye contact. Um, maybe even in another world, there might be more three-dimensionality. Uh, we might um, see things instead of 2D hmm. in, in more uh, a dimensional relief. So um, is there more neural activity in the brain when we get a closer look at someone's face when we're having that eye-to-eye contact? Like, how does that benefit us? Yes, there is more neural activity. That's exactly right. Um, and um, we don't know exactly what that additional neural activity means in terms of how we think and how we use it, but we do know, we have established the fact that there is more neural activity in real face-to-face activity than in um, the same conditions over Zoom. Um, So we think that that's significant, Um, but one of the things that this work suggests is that it's a call to action for better and more research. This is sort of a first step. Mm-hmm. Says, gee whiz, we really need to we really need to look at this because this is going to be really important to us down the line. It does feel like that. It feels like if we're not giving the brain that stimulation that it's looking for, that there could be I mean there's a reason why the brain is looking for that information in someone else's face, right? That's exactly right. Uh, the brain is exquisitely designed to uh, process information from people's faces. Um, and it's so interesting that the human face is so beautifully articulated with fine muscle movements that are associated with nuances of feeling. The, the face is probably our first language. Um, and so it's really important to understand that language in terms of how the brain interprets it. And when we have technology that uh, is involved in the transmission of facial expressions, we really need to understand how to get it right. So should we strive for face-to-face encounters when possible? Well, I think that, that that's a really good question. And the answer is what we need to think about what we want to get out of facial encounters. My my thought is that my at least interpretation of these data are that the the most information, the most nuanced information, um, will come from face to face. So, but that means if you need to have a very, very important, maybe even a difficult conversation with somebody, it's going to be better face-to-face. It doesn't mean it can't happen on Zoom, but there'll be exchange of more information in a, um, in a reciprocal way. Uh, this is one of the things that's a little bit that's different in Zoom. That is the pre- facial reactions back and forth. If you and I are talking on Zoom now, um, the, um, your facial reaction and my response would not be in sync in the same way that they are if we were face-to-face. And those, those types of, of interactions are extremely important in the quality of our connections to each other. 
It is so important to remember that. Dr. Hirsch, thank you for your time this morning. Well, thank you for inviting me. It's my my pleasure. That's Dr. Joy Hirsch, a Yale University neuroscientist who has been studying the impact of, you know, face-to-face interactions versus meetings or discussions over Zoom and how that impacts your brain, essentially, the kind of neural pathways that light up when you're face-to-face versus the ones that do not if you are doing this over Zoom. That's a good excuse to have a meeting in person or, in my case, a meeting, not at all. Just skip the whole thing entirely, right? Or just have a quick discussion face-to-face about something that needs to be done.